0: Darker Projects in association with Infected Books presents David Moody's vision of apocalyptic horror, Autumn. Audio production written and directed by Paul Mannering. Post production by Matt McLaren. Original music by Devon Anderson, based on the book *Autumn* by David Moody. Autumn,
1: Part
2: One. Billions died in less than 24 hours. William Price was one of the first. Price had been out of bed for less than 10 minutes when it began. He had been standing in the kitchen when he'd felt the first pains. By the time he'd reached his wife in the living room, he was almost dead. The virus caused the lining of his throat to dry and then to swell at a remarkable rate. Less than 40 seconds after initial infection, the swelling had blocked his windpipe. As he fought for air, the swellings began to split and glute. He began to choke on the blood running down the inside of his trachea. Price's wife tried to help him, but all she could do was catch him when he fell to the ground. For a fraction of a second, she was aware of his body beginning to spasm, but by that point, she'd also been infected. By that point, the volume of oxygen reaching her lungs had reduced to less than 10% of her normal requirement. Less than four minutes after Price's initial infection, he was dead. Thirty seconds later, and his wife was dead too. A further minute, and the entire street was silent.
1: Jesus! Are you alright, mate? God, what a bloody mess! Oh, Christ. Um, hang on. I'm gonna go get some help. Not that they're going to be much use to you. Oh, bloody hell. It wasn't my fault. It was. I just found the accident. The fellow was dead when I got here, officer. No signal. You are friggin' kidding me! For crying out loud, I'm six miles outside Northwich! Work, you damn thing! Oh, bloody No problem. I'll be home in a few minutes. I'll call the police from there. No problem at all. Not my fault the guy crashed into a tree at 50 miles an hour. He just lost control. Must have been a heart attack or... Oh, what the hell is this? What the hell caused this? Crash killed that other bloke, but what happened here? Four of them, all dead. What the hell is going on? There's another one! Dead in the middle of the road! Oh Jesus Christ! Look at his face! What did this? Talk to me, please, talk to me. (laughs) Gemma, precious little girl, what happened to you? What did he steal? It's Sarah, I'm sorry. I'll leave you both here together. I'll go and get help. I'll find someone who can help (laughs) me. Of them. But there has to be someone else alive. Somewhere. <laughs> what did this? Why am I alive and everyone else is dead? Why? Help! Please! Someone! Anyone! Help!
3: The, uh, the work we do at, at Caradine Computers is extremely important. Uh, we work on... Um, sir? What? Why don't you just give in now, sir? We aren't interested. Uh, as I was saying, we look after a wide range of clients from, from small one-man firms to, uh, to multinational corporations. We advised them on the software to use, uh, the, the systems to buy, and.
4: James Clyde, cut it out! Anyone would think you didn't want to listen to Mr. Collins. <coughs> <coughs> What's the matter? What's wrong? <laughs> Do you have a gasp attack. <laughs> Let go of my arm. How? It hurts me. Let go. go. What's wrong? <laughs> What's wrong with everybody? Mr. <laughs> machine? The... God. What is it, Mr. Sheen? What's happening?
2: At eleven o'clock on the cold, bright, and otherwise ordinary Tuesday in September, over ninety-nine percent of the population were dead. Stuart Jeffries had been on his way home from a conference when it had begun. He left the hotel on the Scottish borders at first light, with the intention of being home by mid-afternoon. He had the next three days off and had been looking forward to sitting on his backside, doing as little as possible for as long as he could. Driving virtually the full length of the country meant stopping to fill up the car with petrol on more than one occasion. He'd passed several service stations on the motorway, but had decided that he would wait until he reached the next town to get fuel. A smart man, Stewart knew that the cheaper he could buy his petrol, the more profit he'd make, claiming his expenses back when he returned to work on Friday. Northwich was the nearest town, and it was there that, an ordinary morning, an extraordinary second. The busy, but fairly well earned lines of traffic were thrown into chaos and disarray as the infection tore through the cool air. Desperate to avoid being hit, as the first few cars around random had lost control, he had taken the nearest turning he could find off the main road, and had then taken an immediate right into an empty car park. He had stopped his car, got out, and ran up the side of a muddy bank. Through metal railings, he had helplessly watched the world around him fall apart in the space of a few minutes. He saw countless people drop to the ground without warning and die the most hideous choking death
5: imaginable. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I'm alive. Everybody's dead but me. Gotta get a grip, Stuart. You've been sitting in this car for three hours. Whatever's happened out there, it hasn't got you. You can't just sit here forever. But it's safe in here. I don't want to move. What the hell's happened? What the hell killed all these people so quickly? Okay, step out of the car. Breathe, breathe. It's so quiet. It's so damn quiet.
2: At the far end of the car park, hidden from view at first by overhanging trees, stood the Whitchurch Community Hall. Named after a long-forgotten local dignitary, it was a dull, dilapidated building that had been built and it seemed last maintained in the late 1950s. Stuart Jeffries found himself walking towards the hall, desperate to find shelter from the death and desolation outside.
5: Hello? Hello? Is there anyone there? Hello? Is there anyone there? Hello? Hello? Is there anyone there? Is there anyone there? Hello? no one. There really is no one left. I've got to try and get a grip. What am I going to do? I'll wait until tomorrow, siphon some petrol, and try and get home. I don't want to go out there again today. Better stay here for now. Gather my wits and start afresh in the morning. you there! You there! Help! <laughs> no idea, mate. Not a bloody clue. I've been searching all day, but there's no one. Haven't seen a single living soul around apart from you. I was trying to get home. Barely got off the motorway in time. Absolute chaos out there it was. People losing control of their cars as they died. I couldn't see any damn reason for it. It's the same all around here, at least as far as I've seen. You and me, we're probably the only survivors so far. Well, if the two of us have survived, there must be more. It could be 200, maybe 2,000. We need to let people know we're here. There's some litter bins outside. We can use them to light a fire. Come on, give me a hand. <sighs> Christ, it's nearly as cold out here as it is inside. Once we get a decent fire going, that'll warm us up. That's the trick. It's too damn quiet. My car's got a CD player in it. Let's make a bit of noise.
2: The fire had been burning and the music playing for just under an hour when the third and fourth survivors arrived at the hall. Through the night, more terrified individuals made their way to the small, dilapidated building. By dawn the next day, their numbers had swollen to twenty-six.
4: Emma. Emma Mitchell. The soup is a good idea. I don't think any of us have eaten since breakfast yesterday. Is there anything I can do to help?
3: Uh, thanks anyway.
4: Shall, shall I see if I can find some mugs?
3: i found some mugs in the stores. Stores with the soup. Scout camp supplies, I, I think.
4: Okay, i um, sorry. I'm starving. I haven't eaten since it happened. I was shopping whenever it started
3: I really don't want to talk about it.
4: Sorry, I didn't mean to... Uh,
3: I'm sorry. It's just with everything that's... I mean, I don't know why I...
4: doesn't matter. I understand.
3: I'm... I'm Michael. Michael Collins.
4: Wish you'd found something different to eat, Michael. I hate soup. Especially vegetable. Christ, I can't stand bloody vegetable soup. Nor
3: me. Still, I hope someone likes it. There are four cans in there.
4: Why, well, are you far from here when it...
3: A couple of miles. I spent most of yesterday wandering around. I've been all over town, but my house is only 20 minutes' walk away. How about you?
4: My place is just the other side of the park. I spent yesterday in bed. In bed? Didn't want to do anything else. I was homesick from university with this head cold. So I just put my head under the covers and pretended that nothing had happened. Until I heard the music that
3: was. Bloody Master masterstroke playing that music. Soup's ready. I just wish I knew what did this.
4: Don't know. Oh,
3: Christ, I, I watched 30 kids die in just a couple of minutes. How on earth could anything... Sorry.
4: It's okay.
3: Are you warm enough?
4: Oh, okay. I'm
3: freezing. I tell you, there are holes in the walls of this place. I stood in one corner this morning, I could push the bloody walls apart. It wouldn't take much to bring this place down.
4: That's reassuring. Thanks.
3: I'm just saying, you, you know there are stronger, safer buildings nearby, but going out there, I don't think anyone wants to right now.
4: That guy Jeffrey's? He seems to think he's in charge. All morning he's been telling anyone who will listen how he found this place.
3: I heard. He's been in a huddle with those other two for a while though now.
5: No way I'm going out there! What's the point? What's outside? Just thousands of dead bodies! So what else do we do then? How long can we stay here? It's cold and uncomfortable in here. We have no food, no supplies, and we're gonna have to go out if we're gonna survive. Besides, we need to know what's happening out there. For all we know, it could just be shot away in here with help around the
1: corner. We're not going to get any help. Someone would have been here by now. How do you know? How do you know there's no one out there to help us? Fact is, we won't know anything until we get out there. I'm not going out! (sighs) We've already established that. You're going to stay in here until you bloody well start to death. Don't get smart! Don't get bloody smart with me! I know what you're saying, Stuart. I really do. But we need to do something. We can't just sit here and wait indefinitely! I can't! I can't go back out of there! I can't bear to see it all again! I just want to stay here!
3: <laughs> the whole bloody world is falling apart.
4: What do you mean falling apart? It's already happened, mate. This is it. This is all that's left.
3: Yeah, you're right.
0: Autumn featured the voice talents of David Alt as Michael Collins, Rebecca McCarthy as Emma Mitchell, Mark Kalita as Carl Henshaw, Shane Harris as the narrator, Ellie Hirschman as Philip Evans, Clem Angus as Stuart Jeffries, Steve Anderson as Garner, Colin Snow as Ralph, Fiona Kahn as the teacher, Zach Fester as the boy, Miles Reed as Jack Bynum, Joan Hovey as Sandra, and Laura Post as Jenny and Kate. Autumn was presented by Darker Projects Productions at www.darkerprojects.com in association with David Moody and Infected Books. www.infectedbooks.co.uk